Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Joined today by Steve and Jody Parrish from Coldwell Banker Gundacker, serving St. Louis, Jefferson, and St. Charles counties in Missouri. The Parrish team was honored in 2012 with the coveted President's Elite Standing among Coldwell Banker agents and is among the top 3% of all Coldwell Banker agents in the United States. They also serve as instructors for Coldwell Banker Gundacker School of Real Estate including classes in pre-license and Missouri real estate practice. Now, let's join our host, Tim Harris. So, um, you know, it was funny. When I asked Steve and Jody to uh, be interviewed, their first reaction was, why? Why would you want to interview us? I thought that was actually a great answer because that's the exact reason why I wanted to interview them. They sell over 100 houses per year. You know, they're, they're constantly striving to improve themselves, but that humbleness and that, um, you know, that approach in their mindset is the reason that I know that all of our listeners would benefit from hearing them, hearing from them. And also, the other thing that's great about the parishes is that they're in the process of, in many ways, uh, expanding their real estate business. They're moving away from uh, just strictly distressed property, and I know a lot of our listeners have been in that world for a long time. And they're moving really with, I think, reckless abandon, and I mean that in a complimentary way, towards normal retail business. So there's a lot of little pieces of wisdom, a lot of little pearls, as our mentor Howard Britton used to say. Everyone listen in to what they have to say. Take notes, and by all means, share today's superstar interview, today's radio show, with as many other agents as you can. So Steve and Jody, welcome to today's radio show, and thank you kindly for being my co-host today. Hi, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate sure. it. Sure. So do you, you guys remember when you reacted that way, right? When you said, well, why is it that you want to interview us? And why, Absolutely. I, I, gave you, I gave our listeners my perspective on why, but what, why did you ask the question? Why was that a surprise to you? We're just real estate agents, Tim, in our world. We're just selling houses. And Now, you know, I have to say, when you when you answered that, you said, well, how many houses did you sell last year? And, oh, you know, 100. How many did you sell last year? Another 100. How many did you sell the year after that? Another hundred, okay, it made sense to us, but (laughs) (laughs) we're just real estate agents selling houses. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, so that that's really the bottom line, though. I mean, you're you're focused on, you know, your mindset is very clear. Your job is to perform, you know, a service for your sellers and your buyers, and you guys have consistently sold, um, you know, triple digit numbers of homes every year, year in and year out. So, a kind of a general question to start out with. A lot of listeners will be listening, and you know they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, a hundred houses per year—that's become their new norm." What's the mindset that goes along with going from, say, for example, an agent that's maybe struggling to get beyond 25 units? That's a typical, typical issue that agents have. They'll join coaching and they say, "I want to be at 25." You know, I'm at 25 units, and they want to learn how to get to 100 units per year. Any little suggestions you guys can give to folks that are in that situation, how they can, you know, break out of that that world of 25 units per year? I think for us it became, this is our job. It really is truly our job. And we've heard that for years, that when you start looking at it as a business, that you sort of make that leap. 
but the minute we started seeing this as this is our job, we get up in the morning and we go to our job, we sort of made that transition. Steve, can you elaborate on that? Well, yeah, go ahead. You know, I think we get a little bit tenacious in what we do. We spend a lot of hours doing this, um, but we like to stay focused. One of the main things that we do is on a quarterly, every quarter we try to go to a hotel and take two days there, get away from the phones, get away from the computers, just shut everything down and refocus on what we're doing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, sort of like defragging your mind and making sure you're going in the direction that you intend to go. So Absolutely. you guys are obviously you guys are a married couple. How do you have your business set up? That's another thing we get a lot of you know folks. How do you work? You know, people ask me that question all the time. Actually, I've always. How do you work with your wife? So I'm going to ask you guys. How do you work with your spouse? Well, uh, you have to get along. That's a fact. Uh, and and we do. And we joke. And Tim, you know, we 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 tend to. You, I think what you called us was the cute couple at one time. But uh, on a business sense, we're in a restructuring phase, as you know as well. And the main thing is. We have to segregate some things to Jody, some things to Steve, and we've just gotten to a point now where we have put Jody as the lead generator and Steve does the support work, uh, administrative, and that clears Jody up so she can just work on getting leads. So without having this turn to a coaching call, Jody, can you explain what he's describing? Because you guys weren't doing you didn't have that clear line of delineation for a long time, but then you uh, accepted it. You accepted that, you know, I think the way we kind of jokingly say it is Jody's the show horse and Steve is the workhorse in essence, right? So, <laughs> I think you said so flower that, horse. That, 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 <laughs> exactly. And that is how we do it. Yeah. Um, well, we, so, so how does that work, Jody? Where does that break-off happen, and how do you keep from getting into each other's business? Well... My job every single day is to get up and set a listing appointment, and that's my job. And when we and, and basically Steve is doing everything other than that. I'm doing the listing appointments, and I'm the one generating the leads, and Steve takes it from there. Once we set that parameter, it I hate to say freed me up because it was very scary, but it freed me up to do nothing but lead generate, and I couldn't make any more excuses. I couldn't say, oh, I have to get this, whatever, this postcard out today so I can't do my lead generation. So Why was it scary? I, that was interesting. Because I had to Why do the lead scary? generation. Oh. <laughs> because so I had saying, no excuse. Jody, so, so what I'm hearing you say is maybe the busy work was basically your excuse for not doing the other work? It was, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I mean, you know, so so is it when you're, again, I, I get it. So guys, her schedule, and Jody, correct me on any of these details, is you wake up in the morning, obviously you do your morning ritual, you you know, you act, you guys exercise, you're, you're going through a specific set morning routine, and then when you're in work mode, basically, your, your primary objective every single day is to set a pre-qualified listing appointment, and then obviously in the afternoon is to go take the listing or take the listing that you set the previous day. Is that, in essence, what you do? That's your main function in the business? That's exactly what I do. And once we started doing that, it, it works almost every day. I mean, there are a few days that I haven't gotten an appointment, but not many. Right. That, that's so what I do. How long did it take for you, Jody, going from the person that was kind of just like had her fingers in a lot of different aspects of the business 
to accepting that your main and most important uh, function in the business was the setting the pre-qualified appointment and taking the listing per day. Guys, you did hear what she said. A listing per day is Jody Parrish's minimum standard. So how long did it take for you to accept that that was what you needed to do and then keep yourself in that zone? Once you beat it into me that this was my job. <laughs> oh, come on um, now. <laughs> Loving, lovingly coerced is what we call lovingly it here at the coaching. Coerced. Lovingly coerced. Right. Go ahead. Once I got it, it took me about one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, and so yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, really, once once we split everything up and we said, okay, this is my job, I didn't want to let my husband down. I didn't want to let hmm. you down. I didn't want to let myself down. This became my job, and that was, as you said, my daily minimum standard, is that I don't stop until I have an appointment. So by setting yourself free, just to focus on a specific goal, uh, didn't, I mean, how much better about everything did you, Jody, feel? I mean, what, how did that change your life? How did that change your relationship with the business and even your working relationship with your husband? What happened as a benefit of just having that, of accepting the fact that that is your primary objective every single day? Coaching students, are you listening? This is really important stuff because <laughs> all of you need to be having this mindset shift as well. So, Jody, when you accepted that, when you started doing that, how, do you, how differently do you feel about your job now? I took on the mindset, and I'd heard you say this so many times, but it, it just sort of sank in, that I took on the mindset that had somebody hired me to do this, it's not a big deal to get one listing a day or one listing appointment a day. If somebody was paying me by the hour to sit there and make phone calls, I would get a listing appointment a day. So why not do it for myself and for our retirement and our career instead of going out and working minimum wage making phone calls for somebody else well that's true so answer your own question though well you obviously are you train agents that's part of you do that for Coldwell right. banker right right so when you're having when you're talking with agents and that's a, what you said I, there's no one listening right now that doesn't understand what you just said it's very clear if you had a job and your job was to set one listing appointment per day or you would get fired all of you would do it no matter on all the excuses and all the psychological issues and all the fear of this and fear of that would quickly melt away because you had to perform the function every single day or you get fired. So why is it you think that agents have a struggle with that mindset, the mindset that you have now of, okay, this is what I do and this is how I'm going to do it and it's going to happen no matter what? Why do agents struggle with that, you think? Because they're not accountable to anybody to do it like they are at a job. They're not going to get fired. So if they don't do it, it doesn't really there, there's no immediate effect to not doing that. That is interesting, isn't it? So a lot of the agents, maybe a lot of folks get into the real estate business because they don't want a boss, because they don't want an accountability. Um, <laughs> and it's that very lack of accountability and that la very lack of structure that makes it so that they never really truly succeed. That's kind of an interesting point. It's true, uh, and that's so one of the big things coaching did for us is gave us that accountability. Because we can't really be accountable to each other very well because we're married. But the coaching gave us that accountability. Steve, thank you for that. And Steve, help me understand your role in the job. So explain how you, um, and obviously you guys support each other, but how do you support Jody so she's out there um, 
you know, doing the show horse thing every day? What, how, how do you set up systems? How do you reinforce that? Because, you know, the mindset of going and, pre, you know, setting a pre-qualified listing appointment every day, and guys, this goes to the very core, one of the, you know, founding pillars of this coaching business is, you know, long-term ever-improving success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Well, I'll just ask Jody that question. Jody, do you feel like setting an appointment every day? No, I don't, but it goes through my head exactly what you just said. Success from yeah. comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. How do you support that, Steve, in your role now and, and how you're in your end of the business? How do you support your wife in the days that she doesn't feel like actually doing the work? On the days that she doesn't actually feel like doing the work? Yeah, hmm. which I'm going to – I mean, Jody, you tell me. Of an, a normal work day, of five work days, how many days do you actually wake up in the morning feeling like selling a pre-qualified listing appointment? One or two. It, that's right. Well, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> and yet you still do it. So how do you, Steve, what do you do to create the, what's the environment like in your guys' business that uh, reinforces Jody doing that every single day? Tell me about that. How do you keep her, for example, from doing the busy work um, that she used to focus on before coaching? Well, the number one thing is I tell her to get out of my sandbox. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Because, you know, she starts, she wants, and that, you're exactly right, Tim. She wants to come in sometimes and, you know, help me out rather than do her part. And what we have come to an agreement is, is that I do everything on the side, keep her free. She makes phone calls. Now, how do I do that? We we have set up uh, lists. We have uh, every morning I get up and start a list of what actually has to be done for that day uh, for the properties that are under contract or uh, in process. And then after that, we have a list of um, everything to to complete that goal. So what I try to do is I try to keep, once again, I just try to keep her free from doing any of the administrative work so that all she can do is that. And sometimes, Tim, when, when she doesn't want to do the work, I just bring her over to my desk and say, well, check out these piles. Which would you rather be doing? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm going to go talk with people. <laughs> you can exactly. wait through the paper. Right, I'll be right back. Right, see you later. <laughs> well, that's good. So, Jody, in the morning, what did you have to give up to basically um, accept the the, uh, the lifestyle, basically an appointment a day, a listing a day? What did you have to stop doing? What was distracting you? We know about the paperwork. We know about the stuff that Steve is now doing. But what else did you have to stop doing and give up on? Well, I'm the best sleeper in the world. <laughs> I had that in my mind. It's true. I, I could sleep till 9 o'clock every morning. That that would be when I wake up. So I had to start getting up early. We started the Miracle Morning, love that. And we just, I think that's, honestly, that's probably the biggest thing I gave up is just that leisurely schedule. Hmm. And anything else in particular, though? I mean, just, you had to give, I assume you had to also uh, relinquish your, um, frankly, your not, Cowtowing to your emotions. In other words, when you felt like not doing the work in the past, would you just not? Would you just give yourself a break, or would you hold yourself accountable to doing it regardless? Yeah, talk about that. That's really important. Well, okay, I, I'm a person who wants to be held accountable. Like when I first started in the business, I used to give my manager a twenty dollar bill in the morning and say, "Don't give this back to me until I made my phone calls." So I've always needed that accountability. Um, so. 
I didn't give it to her, Tim, and she ran wild. Well, that's true. And and so if I didn't want to do something, we just take the day off and go for a drive if we didn't have any appointments set. So I had to give up that sort of thing too. But but it's all worth it. Why is it worth well, it? Explain that. We have a goal of wanting to retire by the time we're sixty. And and that we have a big seven and a half by our desk because it's seven and a half years. And once we uh to be quite frank, Tim, once we brought you and Julie in for coaching, it really everything started to fall into place. Uh the biggest transition we had as you said earlier was going from foreclosure to general real estate and uh that was quite scary. But with the focus and help, it seems like that's where everything is falling into place. We need to drill down on that because I promise you some skeptical listeners are thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, 100 units a year, but they're getting them all from banks. No, I'll answer the question for you skeptics. Uh, we did. Jody and we, they did, and now they're, they're 99% of their transactions are individual sellers, just like what you guys go after. These these guys don't have a subdivision. They're not getting business handed to them from anything, um, though I think they happily would take business handed to them. Love but they it. don't Absolutely. have it. Yeah. <laughs> so if any of you guys out there, right? But they, they're out there hunting every single day and going after an appointment every single day. And they're you know, meeting with sellers belly to belly every single day. They're using their skills every single day. Um, so, Jody, let's talk about skills. I mean, your skill set. Um, how much has that improved in the past 12 months? And what specifically, and what areas of improvements, when you're looking back, say, the way you were maybe two years ago, where do you know right. you're better? Everywhere. I mean, overall, I am a better real estate agent than I was two years ago. The reason we got into coaching is we were, I was terrified because our foreclosure business died virtually overnight. We were, we were doing tons of foreclosures, and it just stopped in our area. And all of a sudden we're thrown back into real estate, and I didn't even know how to talk to a seller anymore. And that's how we got into coaching. And now it's nothing for me to talk to a seller. It's nothing for me to, to go on a listing appointment. That doesn't scare me. We've got the pre-listing packet that we send out religiously. It, it's almost unfair, the advantage that we have walking in. And everything's answered for us when we walk in the door they they have they know us before we ever walk in the door so i'm never walking into a hostile situation it, it it's amazing how much better an agent i am than i was 2 years ago so you said if you said three things and and for students that are listening you know she's referring to the pre-listing pack you send that ahead of time you use the 18-page pre, you know, pre-listing pack that we give you guys, and essentially it does the selling for you before you get there. So that's what she was referring to. Students already knew that. But you touched on well one other mo- major important thing that agents also are fearful of. Were you before fearful of competing, actually competing for a listing? Was that something that you were nervous about? I was. Um, I, when I would walk in to a listing, I kind of, I had a better than average shot of getting it. I probably converted 60 to 70% of listings I went on. So I was nervous, but I still thought I had a really good chance. Now I'm surprised if I don't get one. Something went terribly wrong, and i got to figure out what it is. 
because now every listing I go on, I really should get. And and that's true. There's... Yeah. Well, when you don't take a listing, why don't you take a listing now? When you, if you look back, I mean, you're, again, you're going on dozens and dozens of appointments. Mm-hmm. When you don't get one, when you go back and triage why they decide to list with somebody else, what what are the reasons why? Uh, we lost one not too long ago to the neighborhood expert. Um, I learned a lot from that because the neighborhood expert had sold like seven houses the whole past year. They just all happened to be in the neighborhood. Um, so, I, you know, I added some things to my listing because of that. Um, sometimes she forgets, Tim. Yeah, sometimes. She, on that one, she forgot that she could uh, uh, have a walkaway listing. In, yeah. in essence, you know, we guarantee our, our services, and if you don't like it, you know, we will – release you. We will release you. Well, yeah. but there's there's also an, a script to overcome the neighborhood expert uh, thing, but I'm guessing right. not one in particular. Did you pre-qualify ahead of time and know you were competing against an, a, a neighborhood expert to know that you had to overcome that objection? No, this was my cockiness as I sort of just assumed I had these What I'm hearing, exactly, Jody. what I'm hearing you say basically is when you follow the system, you take the listings, and when you don't follow the system, then you basically walk into a minefield sometimes. Right, it's true. That's where I was going too, Tim. It's true. It is true. But we don't lose many, so. Right. She doesn't come home happy. But, well, so I love what you said, Jody. It's really important. It, you know, your mindset used to be that 50 to 60% of the listings that you go on are great. You take them, you're a champion. In most agents' minds, most brokers' minds, you would be, you know, uh, an elite agent. But your mindset now is I have to take 100% of them. And if I don't, I did something wrong. And I love that when I asked you the question why you didn't take the listing, you didn't try to blame the seller. That's the typical thing agents will do. Well, they listed it at a different price for this or that or the other. In other words, they don't want to take responsibility. When you don't take responsibility for your failures, you won't learn from them and you won't improve. You'll basically just stagnate and your competition will you know, continue to eat your lunch. So tools in your business, the things that um, you are absolutely positively in love with that you use in your business on a regular basis, what are the things that you would never be without? Pre-listing packet. Um you guys My use Mojo, yellow... don't you? Yeah, Mojo. Oh, Mojo. Yeah, for Mojo. Sure. Yeah. And right. actually, so... expireds. I was giving up on expireds before Mojo. I was so frustrated, and Steve can attest to this. I would spend hours a day, and maybe talk to two or three people. And by the time I got a live person, I was frustrated. I'm sure it came across. No. The second we switched to Mojo, from that moment forward, <laughs> it, it, it everything changed. And and it it was night and day between the previous lead provider and and Mojo, and it just it changed everything. Yeah, we tell it. I mean, Mojo is one of the basic tools that everyone should have in their toolbox. It should be required. You get your real estate license, you should automatically become a subscriber to Mojo. And that's not just because they're a sponsor of the radio show. It's because we've literally had thousands of coaching clients like these guys tell us again and again and again what a superior service it is. So if you're not using Mojo, you're really losing out. So what else? It truly Mojo, makes a huge heard... difference. Yeah, we it's great. Use... We love them. Go ahead. Uh, Tim, we also use the 800 hotline. 
1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Right. So you guys check that out, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Okay, so I heard, so far I heard the pre-listing pack is a vital tool. MojoSales.com is, uh, is a vital tool. I heard 800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM is a vital tool. What else? Is there anything else that you're using in your business that's a, you know, a really important part of your success? Coaching. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Is there anything else, though, in addition? I think they figured that out by now. But is there anything uh, else? Yeah. Is that? I understand. Thank you. Um, anything else in particular? Are you guys doing any direct mail? Are you buying leads from Zillow? Are you doing pay-per-click ads? Are you doing anything no, on the, uh, on no, Facebook? No. Are you doing anything oh, or anything do, like we that? Do What's do what? Facebook. We do Facebook. We do have a Facebook. Um, uh, we have uh, Jody's daughter, uh set us up and uh and you know she's young and she knows what she's doing and it's you know uh, that's uh parish stl uh but it's it's that's the only thing we've done and we actually have picked up people from that uh tim uh, and then in the morning i do facebook in the morning and that's kind of a mind cleansing thing for myself uh but that's pretty much it on facebook jody okay yeah, so I you're you're so you're not subscribing to anything else. You're not buying leads from anywhere else. You're not doing anything like that. So your business is basically just focused on those elements that we just talked about, correct? Correct. Yeah. Why do you guys help me understand? Why is it that so many agents think they have to buy leads? I don't get that. I don't. I honestly don't get that, Tim. I think it's being Jody, scared to do the the proactive. I mean, thing. maybe it's a, a thought that they could do it an easier way, but. It, uh, from what I've always seen on leads like that, I mean, they're not really good leads. Well, you've studied this, haven't you, Steve? I mean, I, I seem to remember that at some point you actually spent some time just to see if there's any viable, you know, other spokes you guys can add to your wheel as far as lead generation. And um, what, you ruled all the paid lead generators, generation sources out. Why? <sighs> Jody, there were, there were the two that we... Uh, there were two lead generators that we use, uh, and sometimes we get leads from them, but but they were terrible leads, and they just never amounted to anything. And then we signed up with two that are free services, and occasionally we get one or two from them. But the free ones are, in my opinion, the free ones have been just as good, if not better, than anything that you would pay for. I, I and the other thing too is, why would you buy a buyer? Why would you buy a buyer's lead? Have an open house, you know. Absolutely. Or take a yeah. What Jody just said: take a listing, and you have to beat the buyers off with a stick. I mean, <laughs> exactly. And that's actually <laughs> true. I mean, we give away a lot of our buyers because we don't really have time. We'll, we'll refer them to agents in the office because we just don't really have time to work with buyers. Well, so that's an interesting topic too. So. Agents that primarily are focused on buyers, even though they know how important it is to become listing agents, what would you say to them? Because you guys have done both, obviously. So what would you say to them to help them kind of cross the bridge from that sort of you know, physical labor of working with buyers to accepting the fact that working with sellers is mostly mental labor, and by the way, it pays a heck, better, a heck of a lot better. Mm-hmm. How would, what would you say to someone who, who's trying to look for the, you know, the motivation across that bridge like you guys did so many years ago? Well, I mean, it's it's very simple, just it's a matter of numbers. We can easily have 25 listings, but it's pretty tough to have 25 buyers at the same time. And the transaction makes you the same amount of money, so I'll take the 25 listings and work fairly normal hours. And as you That's said before, Tim, 
Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I like that's it. I mean, you just and actually that leads perfectly to my next question. You know about um, a balance. I mean, in balance in life, is that a myth or do you think that's an? What is your mindset about balance? <laughs> an admirable goal or a myth? I think balance is a little bit easier for Steve and I because we work together. So we are together a lot. All the time. All the time. Um, but even, but basically our life is work. Even we went for a drive, a Sunday drive this past weekend, but we spent half the time talking about work. Um, we have grandbabies, and we make a point of having lunch with them once a week. Uh, balance is tough, it, it, and it's not something that we necessarily – we enjoy our lives. We're We're going to have as much balance as we want when we retire in seven and a half years. <laughs> there you go. So why you guys? Why you guys? And perhaps the most competitive, one of the most competitive real estate markets in the world. Of course, that's true with most real estate markets nowadays. Why have you succeeded at a high level where so many agents continue to struggle? What What is it, if you could kind of break it down to maybe two to three points um, that you guys know makes you different? Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of thinking after these questions. Are these really that tough? <laughs> well, once again, Tim, we we do have that quarterly business meeting. We do we do tend to make plans uh, every morning. We try to get together and, uh, and not wait. Well, actually, we don't try. We do every morning. We do get together and say, okay, this is what needs to be done. Um, I think it's and actually another thing that that really that we have discovered in our uh, careers is the tenacity of Jody Parrish because. Um, when we have deals that are closing and they start falling apart, we have a saying, and it goes as simple as this, that it's not dead until Jody Parrish says it's dead. <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, there's been very few deals that, that have fallen apart because, you know, where, where some agents would give up, we just won't. So here's Find what I heard Steve say. Here's what I heard Steve say. You guys, the the question was how you know why is it that what are the, some of the the key elements of what makes you guys continuously so successful? Continual focus on goals and tenacity. Would the would those be the two words that come to mind for you, Jody? Perfect. You yeah, said better I think than actually, I, I Well, I mean, I, but I would agree because that that is how I think of you guys too. Honestly, I, that's how I would think of you. As you guys, you know, you're focused on your specific goals. You work every single day. You're okay with the acceptance of the fact that this is a job and you're going and your job is to produce a specific result and you hold each other accountable to it without necessarily, you know, crossing swords in terms of basically trying to do each other's jobs. And that that clear line of delineation, yeah, it moves occasionally, but that does in any business as well. Now some of you, a lot of you are listening and you're sole practitioners, you're not working with your spouse, but this is still valuable information when it comes time to you for you to expand and consider adding a um very high level administrative assistant or however you're going to want to basically farm off some of the other stuff that's um you know maybe keeping you from being a focused listing agent. Being a focused listing agent, guys, in this marketplace is a absolute gift from the real estate gods. And Jody said it well. I mean, the thing that you get as a listing agent is you get leverage. You get your time back. You get a normal work day. Um, you don't have to be at the ebb and call, uh, the, the, the constant demanding 
buyers and they're always, oh, I want to work then. You know, you're going to have to, as a buyer's agent, work when they're not working, which means, in essence, you're going to be working your normal work day and then you're going to be working every night and weekend. You know, you're going to be working pretty much all the time. That is the exact recipe for real estate burnout. Last question, guys. Uh, what role has coaching played in your career? And do you remember the very definitive moment when you said to yourself, it's time to hire a coach? Okay, this one's me. <laughs> uh, I do. I remember the exact moment. I was sitting at a company rally. They had a coach come up and, and talk. And I remember thinking, we need coaching. We're trying to transition from REOs to regular real estate. We need a coach. So I called that coach. And one of the things I found out that just floored me, I would have never believed that I heard, hadn't heard it with my own ears, is he had been the, the person they were having coach. having coach me had been in real estate. He had done real estate for two months. And then he got out. And I thought, so you're telling me that my coach flunked out of real estate after two months. Oops. And so I remember thinking, I need a coach, but not this one. So we went out and actively looked for a coach, and that's when we found you guys. And what it's done for us is kept us from being so scattered. We've always worked hard. But that this gave us focus, and when we put this hard work into a focused um, intent, it made all the difference in the world. Well, we so I mean, there's there's folks listening right now that are at that very crossroads, especially because mm-hmm. uh, so many agents are getting into the business. I mean, there's just I don't even NAR right. hasn't really officially released numbers, but. I'll tell you from my perspective, I've never seen this many uh, new licensees ever, you know, in the whole time we've been paying attention, which is almost 20 years. Um, but for the rest, you know, there's a lot of folks, you know, agents out there that are looking to hire a coach. Why did you hire us? I mean, you mentioned the fact that you know that Julie and I certainly sold real estate at a high level for a long time, and you know all of our coaches, and one of the minimum standards is they all sold at least 100 homes per year for three years in a row. Well, why else did you guys hire us? Because, you, you know, I know for there's no way Steve didn't do his homework and compare us to virtually everyone else on the face of God's green earth, right? Oh, come on, Tim. <laughs> but you are correct. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, and I, can answer, I can answer that question. The first, the, the first part of that is, is real simple. Um, if we were going to have a coach, we were going to have a coach who did it, who had lived it, and – was willing to share it, and we had that the first conversation with you, Tim, and I was I was okay with it. Um, you know, I, I could just tell you that Jody told me we were going to do it. <laughs> well, but Steve, but, truthfully, but, you were a little reluctant, right? I mean, you uh, weren't uh, two we feet in heads, for a while. Tim, you know it. You know it. <laughs> well, well, but but you weren't you weren't two feet in right away. What was your reluctance? Why were you hesitant? Uh, you know. I, looking back to him, I'm not really sure what my reluctance was, other than the fact is, can I get a dollar value for it? Possibly, I don't know, but I can tell you, I'm getting tenfold the dollar value for it, so I'm not in the least bit concerned. So I'm a little bit confused, as, looking back myself, as to why I was. So I guess maybe it was a little bit of ego, maybe it was a little bit of pride, maybe it was the idea that, you know, I, I can do this myself. I don't need any help. What, what changed that? that? Other, what, well, what changed that other than your wife not having that limiting mindset? What changed that in you? Uh, Tim, every call that we have had, there has been something that I have learned from it. And, and that, that I guess, 
over the course of time, that's really it. I mean, I've had some very momentous changes from these phone calls, and, and this is way off track, Tim, but, you know, I told you the other day that I've lost 40 pounds simply because I told you one day I was overweight and wanted to lose weight, and you threw this don't eat sugars at me, and the next thing I know I did it. <laughs> so, well, but, so, but you're, you're saying something really important there. So listeners, pay attention to what he's saying. Not the well, yeah, the sugars part, and the if you're wanting to lose weight, definitely look into a low carb diet. But that, that's not a normal <laughs> coaching conversation, right? But as correct, as, you know, it, we, we we do take a holistic. That's I think that's one of the key differentiators, honestly, guys. Is you know we're authentic and that we've actually sold real estate at a high level before. But really, um, what resonates with you guys, and I hear this from all of our other clients too, is that we're taking a holistic approach to coaching. It's not just about, you know, training. That's what sort of a lot of folks experience when they hire a quote-unquote coach. It's do this, do that. We're taking a, an approach that we're going to be walking the path with you. And sure, there's lots of, you know, do this and do that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't resonate with everyone. And sometimes you need to have a, a different approach to help you accomplish the goal. Um, and, you know, it's, it, conversations will sometimes slide in different areas. And, you know, Absolutely. some of them will sometimes be a little bit more like mindset focused and some of them will be real focused on how do we overcome this particular objection so we never let this beat us again. You know, and, and that is something that that's what true coaching is. That's what true coaching in our world is anyway. It's a combination of, um, you know, essentially working with you to accomplish your specific goal, working within the structure of how you think and how you learn and not leaving the self along the side of the road. In other words, taking into consideration the fact that we're not just automatons that are designed just to basically, you know, chug out eight hours worth of work a day. You know, there's a, there's a spiritual side to all of us that we need to take into consideration. And sometimes leaving and uh, not paying attention to that and not focusing on that is the deficit that's going to result in you not actually producing results in your business. And that really is our approach to coaching. Um, and I think, you know, you guys have really taken to that because your success and your continued to su- success, but what's really cool from a coach's perspective with you guys, is that you have are absolutely positively fully engaged in learning. You're, I guess the term would be coachable. You guys are very coachable. You don't just blindly follow. You know, we'll talk about a specific topic, and you guys will think about it, decide if it's a good fit for you, and then you'll implement it. But you implement it at a high level, and you implement it quickly, like the pre-listing pack. Yeah, it took a little while to get it done, but now that it's done, you guys use it almost textbook on every list, single listing appointment. Listing presentation, you know, pre-qualification, you know, the scripts when you're actually calling to set up the appointments. Listeners, especially existing coaching students, uh, listen to what Steve said. A lot of you guys do join coaching. You just start to pay for coaching, and you're still a little skeptical. You're still in this state of, well, you're halfway in and halfway out. And as coaches, we can sense it when we're talking to you, and that's your mindset. But do what Steve did. I mean, you know, just... Give in. You're already paying for it. You're already having the experience. You have access to the information. You know it works. Stop fighting it. Steve, do you remember specifically the moment you said, okay, I'm just going to go all in, opposed to being one foot in, one foot out? I I really don't, Tim, but I will tell you this, that, that it came around the time that I saw the excitement in Jody's eyes. That you know, So it was just... I mean, there was, but you're right. There was absolutely some point when I said, "I'm paying for this anyway. Quit fighting it." <laughs> what do you mean by the excite? What do you mean by the excitement in Jody's eyes? Talk about that. <sighs> you know, she had mentioned earlier about how we were transferring from from uh, REO to regular real estate, and it 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 was a scary time. I mean, we it, 
how are we going to do this? And and I saw a lot of fear in her eyes. And and somewhere along the line, like I said, I just saw the excitement in her eyes that said, this is real, um, and we're moving forward again, and we're making this transition, and we're going to do it. And, and, and then somewhere I said, you're right, we are. And then as soon as we crossed that hump, it was, we're going to do this. And then we got into the whole yeah. seven-and-a-half-year plan. We're going to retire in seven-and-a-half years. And you said, no, make it five. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Steve. You are, you are future-tensing. You say we are going to do it, but the fact, you know, we, we, you're, you, you are doing it. You know, you're not going right. to do it. You're doing it. You're in the midst of it. You're not, like, looking right. forward to it. You're actually doing it. That's the biggest difference. You're no longer planning on doing something. You're actually doing it. So, so Jody, as we round the bend on today's radio show, of course, thank you guys for being our guests. Um, and Steve, the last uh, question after I ask Jody this question is going to go to you, and that's where you guys are going to give all your contact information. So if the thousands and tens and thousands of folks listening want to send you a referral, they'll have your information. Um, but Jody, is there anything else you'd like to say at all? Remember, there's typically 100,000 agents that listen to our radio show every month, so no pressure. Okay. Right? So all the judgmental ears out there. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to say to them? Anything, you know, this is an opportunity maybe to pass uh, something along to not just the agents listening now, but maybe the agents that they share that wisdom with. Anything you wish someone would have said to you back when you were at that sort of turning point in your career to help them make the decision in uh, reengaging with themselves and reengaging with their businesses and, of course, reengaging with life at the highest level? I I think I I wish somebody would have just been real with me and said things like, stop making postcards. This is not a good use of your time. Stop doing all these things that that waste your time rather than get on the telephone and talk to everybody you can possibly talk to. Let people know what you do for a living. And I love the Ford, the... Um, the conversation starters um just talk to people and let them know what you're doing and stop doing all that time wasting stuff yeah if somebody would have just beat that into me i wouldn't have spent 10 years spinning my wheels it's the uh, radio show we did the other day right it's the radio show we did the other day, right? So stop being a secret agent, you know. Right. Isn't that the essence of what you're saying? Right. Let the right. world know that you're, yeah, it's exciting. Um, so, Steve, uh, anything specifically answering the same question and also giving the, all the listeners how they can uh, contact you, the emails probably would be best. Any other thing, same question, you know, anything you'd like to say to say maybe the Steve Parrish of 10 years ago or even five years ago? <laughs> Steve Parrish 10 years ago is so much different than Steve Parrish 5 years ago but uh as far as the one no Tim I wouldn't I just I just, I'm just happy where I'm at I really have come to a new space and it's 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 great That's that's all I got <laughs> No that's good I appreciate that yeah and you know that's important being you know present where and, and, and experiencing the blessings that all of us are being given, especially in this real estate market, that's really a big part of uh, continuing your success, you know, not living too much in the future or living too much in the past. Steve, these guys want to send you referrals. Lots and lots of ready-to-go, hot, ready-to-sell, pre-motivated, you know, very motivated sellers. How can they send you those leads? How can they contact you? They can reach us at Parish. STL at gmail.com. That's P-A-R-R-I-S-H-S-T-L at gmail.com. 
or on facebook.com slash parishstl. Perfect. So Steve and Jody Parrish, uh, number one, thank you for the honor of being your coaches. Number two, thank you for being my co-host on the radio show today. And number three, thank you for being so sharing with the truth about what it takes to be successful in the real estate business. You're helping us to um, you know, fulfill our promise to this industry of being agent-centric and focusing on what's best for agents and helping them realize what a blessing being in real estate truly is. So for that, guys, and all those things and more, obviously, thank you very much, and I sincerely appreciate the both of you. And we really appreciate you too, Tim. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Tim. Thank you for having us. And listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.